The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's going to be a mixed bag of outdoor goodness. So fall turkey tactics, upland game hunting, predator management, a review of Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls, plus an extreme huntress finalist is what we have in store. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Now, here's Jim and Trav. Jimmy, old bird dog you. That's right. What breed are you, Jimbo? <laughs> I'm actually a setter. You're an English sitter. You're not a setter. Because you sit. You yes. sit and you study game. Actually, I'm a Rottweiler crossed <laughs> with a pit bull. No, you're like one of those, uh, uh, what's the poodles that you breed with like the a... Labradoodle? You're a Labradoodle. <laughs> He doesn't shed much. <laughs> All right, so uh, we are talking about kind of an outdoor uh, mixed bag of goodies on today's show. Uh, we're going to be talking with Bob St. Pierre, Pheasants Forever. He's going to be giving a broad overview of pheasant populations. Yeah, matter of fact, uh, and they just came off a uh, pheasant tour of uh, several states, and so he'll kind of bring us up to speed on that as well. Yeah, we'll also be joined by a Candace Crick, who is an uh, Extreme Huntress finalist. I guess you have to marry, like, Tom Opry. Does that mean you're uh, really up the creek? You're kind of up the creek <laughs> when you are on the creek. I don't know. Also, uh, author of uh, Colorado's Biggest Bucks of Bulls, Susan Rowe, and finally, uh, Jeff Nimnick with Coyote Craze. But right now, we'll be joined by Mrs. Bunny. Hey, yo. How you doing, Mrs. Bunny? I'm great. Now, I did not know this guy. He's What's that? Call me foolish, because I am. A foolish? Foolishly in love with hunting. Um, I did not know you could hunt turkeys with dogs. Turkey dogging. Yeah. A matter of fact, I didn't know that you could hunt squirrels with dogs either. No, I knew that. It, it, there's 30 states that allow the use of dogs during their fall turkey season. Are you going to name all of them? No. No, it's... It <laughs> used the to top be one. Tw- Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years ago, there was only 10 states that allowed it. So, you know, there's a lot more. more a lot more have come around for there's it. There's a lot of bad way you jumping. Now, I'm, I got a question for you. What are you going to do when you got this dog with you and you're supposed to stay hidden out there? Well, you hide them in a pop-up blind or in the brush and cover. I could never get my dog to do that. Well, because your <laughs> dog doesn't obey. No. <laughs> These, my kids, my it. dog, this is assuming, your wife. <laughs> this is assuming that your dog is well-trained. <laughs> yeah. Jim's no. better trained than my dog. That's right. <laughs> that's not saying much. You still need the papers. He's not housebroken. No. <laughs> but no, I mean, you think about it. I mean, most hunting dogs, are, you're kind of high-strung. And I mean, you have to be so still. I mean, it's so quiet. You're kind of like, kind of like Flash on uh, Dukes of Hazard. You would think, I mean, pant- a basset hound panting. You got that, <sighs> you know. I mean, that that's going to give you away where you're at. Well, maybe the pop-up blind's the best deal then. All right. So, what are they saying? We should build them a doghouse. <laughs> what are they saying is the best breed for a turkey dog? When you're going to go turkey dogging? Well, um, there's a few breeds: English setters and pointers, like the ones that really prefer to flush, not really okay. hold on point. Um, Labrador retrievers, obviously, they're just a great all-around breed. 
uh, hard running dogs like beagles and Brittany spaniels and even some mixed breeds are capable of becoming decent turkey dogs as Ooh. long as you're willing to put in the time um, with them as well as putting the time in yourself to becoming a good turkey hunter and be able to hunt where there's actually going to be able to scare up a bird. I wonder if a boykin. Yeah, boykin a- spaniels. They were historically bred in the Carolinas for turkey dogging. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ironically, North Carolina and South Carolina really don't offer a fall uh, turkey season as of right even now. though they started the dog. Exactly. They they don't they don't offer a season right they now. They shun their own. Yes. Jimbo was originally bred in Michigan. <laughs> but yeah, still yeah, so that then I had for, three little ones. For <laughs> for couch potatoing. <laughs> still still that breed is used all over the country for for turkey dogging. It is. So really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I there, just wonder how a Jack Russell Terrier might uh, Do we out. really have to keep going into breeds? <laughs> I mean <laughs> one of us does. <laughs> now I wonder what special training I mean, could you take, let's say you already have a really good bird dog, uh, could you convert them into a turkey dog as well? Yeah. Or well, do you want to get a, a specific breed that's only going to do that? Well, I was reading something um, from one of the writers from Outdoor Life, and they were talking about how they took one of their dogs out, and um, their dog actually um, prefers hunting turkeys and does it, I mean, the, it'll retrieve waterfowl and pheasants alike, but it actually prefers turkey hunting, and it had no special training other than the one, other than the training it already had in the field for upland game and waterfowl, but it's a great turkey dog. Yeah, he probably had the dog that he would take out and couldn't control and would flush birds a half mile ahead. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, why don't we use this for fall turkey hunting? Yeah. Well, we either don't way, flush them anyhow. Either way, it worked out for him. <laughs> if you're supposed to spook the game, couldn't you use your kids for that too? I think yeah, so. You, I mean, yeah, just Yeah, you could. Just don't shoot over them. <laughs> run it. I mean, that's what a lot of people do, though. You get out there in the field and you just run, run. into her, the flock of turkeys. Actually, you run right at it them. It is. Yeah. yeah, you run and you wave your arms and you scream and yell, whatever else. Yeah, well, you just flush them. bark like a dog. There you go. <laughs> Okay, well, so now we live in Kansas, and that, this is actually big here in Kansas. Yeah. well, because I did not know that. Kansas it has, has to be in the eastern part. Though. Yeah, Kansas has a three-and-a-half-month fall season and, yeah, wow. a, and a four-bird limit. So you have plenty of time in the field. You, you know? know what I think is funny? They have a fall season, but the season is actually longer than the season of fall. It's only, <laughs> think about it. Wouldn't that be God, like a, head hurts with that a fall winter season? Is that, you know, never, never I'm mind. I'm going to overanalyze this, I don't think. This is kind of cool, though. I'm excited. Yeah. It's, a, it's a new reason to uh, buy something else for me. Or to take Harley out. I'm not taking Harley. <laughs> I, you know, I was actually thinking about that the other day. Taking Harley out? No. Oh, never going to do that. <laughs> uh, Harley is eight years old. Uh-huh. Okay. He's your dog. He lived with you. For 11 months. <laughs> he has lived with me. So he's a fast learner. For seven years in one month. <laughs> and you still call him your dog. I buy the food. <laughs> True. He's got to count for something. <laughs> that's all you do. That's, that's, not, that's not enough for child support. That's what this is. We need to go to court. Custody. <laughs> custody. I don't want custody, though. <laughs> oh, now, Harley's a pretty good dog. No, this is really neat, though. I mean, it's a different way of hunting uh, fall turkeys. Well, you know, as we mentioned earlier, the, the way that you hunt fall turkeys is you you find a flock of them, you run at them or send the dog after them, whatever, break up the flock, use a kiki run call, and that's just kind of a locator call to get them to come back to you, and then you blast the first one that comes in, I guess. Yeah, right. Basically, you sit right where you broke them up. Yeah, you go because, to the, yeah, the flush site, and then you call them back in. Because they want to come back to that area, and you just keep calling, and something's going to show up. Yeah, and, and then that, you play the song Silhouettes on the Shade. And on that note, we're going to go to a break. <laughs> Once again, we are talking about a mixed bag of uh, outdoor goodies on today's show. Coming up after the break, Bob St. Pierre with Pheasants Forever uh, going to be giving us a brief overview of pheasant populations, what the numbers look like. Like you said, they just did a what? 
It was a it was a pheasant tour, and they hunted like five states, I think it was. There you have it. Bob St. Pierre coming up after the break. Once again, though, we're also going to hear from uh, Candace Crick, who is an Extreme Hunters finalist and the author of uh, Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls, Miss Susan Renault and Jeff Nimnick with Coyote Craze. Mrs. Bunny, thank you so much. You're welcome. We appreciate you. Also, we want to remind you, boys and girls, hop on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Adventures of Dad and Me. Got a brand new webisode out uh, talking about trail camera placement. That's right. Pretty cool. Got to make sure you fan us. Facebook.com forward slash Adventures of Dad and Me. But we want to say a special thank you, though, to Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com. High Mount Seasonings, H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and Outdoor Channel. You can also uh, listen to our shows there. They're archived and watch our videos. OutdoorChannel.com forward slash Revolution. And how about Cabela's? World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Once again, Mrs. Bunny. See you we later. appreciate you. You bet. All righty, Jimmy. You sticking around? I'm hanging around. All right, Bob St. Pierre, he's coming up after the break. Here's a quick word from Mark. We'll see you boys and girls in a minute. I'm actually staying till the last dog is home. Ram trucks on the American wild turkey. Gobble, gobble. The wild turkey is a native bird of North America. And as a result, Benjamin Franklin claimed this made the turkey a more suitable national bird for the United States than the bald eagle. Not everyone agreed with Franklin, however, and the bald eagle became the national emblem for the United States in 1782. The bald eagle may be America's bird 364 days a year, but the turkey has one day all to itself. Thanksgiving. So make sure you fan us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash adventures of dad and me and watch our cool webisodes and the boys will return just after the break. Tuesday nights on Outdoor Channel is your home for the best big game hunting for every type of trophy big game. I want to retrieve the beast for you in daylight to the thrill of reality competition. We're just a little competitive around that turkey camp. I don't see us losing the little brother anyway, to be honest with you. There's only one place for heart-pounding excitement on Tuesdays. Tuesday Night Pursuits, presented by Mossy Oak, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. It's time to fight fire with steel. To advance truck technology with the available Pentastar V6 and 8-speed transmission. The 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy, backed by a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty, engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. The new Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy is Motor Trend's 2013 Truck of the Year. Learn more about Ram's pioneering technologies at ramtrucks.com. Standard pickup class excludes hybrid models. EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on Ram V6 4x2. See dealer for powertrain limited warranty. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. Be warned, this is extremely graphic. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hey, if you're just joining the revolution with Jim and Trav, you just missed old Miss Bunny. She talked about hunting turkey with dogs. Yeah, turkey dogging. I, I don't like turkey dogs. I like all natural beef dogs <laughs> at the store. Uh, once again, I we like are those talking ones with the natural skins. <laughs> the natural skins, those are good. Yeah, we are talking uh, a mixed bag of outdoor goodies on today's show. Uh, once again, like Jimbo said, Miss Bunny before the break. Right now, though, we're we'll joined by Bob St. Pierre, and he is Lord of the pheasants <laughs> all across. <laughs> And I like pheasant dogs too. You guys <laughs> ever had pheasant hot dogs? No, no. I have. Are they pretty good? 
Oh, they're fantastic. Seriously? They're better, they're better than beef or pork, man. Yeah, do you put the feet in first or you put the head in those little skins? <laughs> Sometimes you get that spur caught in your throat. Uh, <laughs> kind of hurts a little bit. All right, so let's talk about numbers real quick, Bob. Um, you know, it's the it, we, kind of bleak outlook here in Kansas due to drought. I mean, our numbers are drastically down. Jim and I uh, just went out this past week. The ninth was our opener here in Kansas. Um, we did see a lot of birds, though. And, you know, we live in Thomas County. Um, it's looking pretty good in our in our area. But I know in surrounding communities, it's not it, it, definitely a different story, Bob. Yeah, it's a really tough year in pretty much all parts of the country. And it's particularly uh, disheartening when you know how high our numbers were just a few short years ago. You know, just if you look at 08, 07, 08, we were reaching 60-year highs in states like South Dakota, harvesting over a million birds a year. Massive, massive numbers, and yeah. we have absolutely fallen off the table. And there's a variety of reasons when it when it comes to weather. When you're looking at Kansas, it was drought. When you look up north, uh, there's been a, a lot harsher winters the last couple years. We've had some wet springs. But the one factor that you can always point to when numbers fall off the table is habitat loss, uh-huh. and particularly with uh, the CRP program and the Farm Bill going the way it has the last couple of years, yeah, you know, we've lost 23 million acres. That's Dang, just, it, it's that number is just ludicrous. It's so yeah. big, and that's the real big reason why bird numbers have fallen so dramatically. Yeah, you know, one thing I was really surprised at. We've a, a lot of friends that uh, contact us through the show and so forth that went to South Dakota and did not have. A good hunt. But one thing I will say, even though the, the, the shooting was not great, but the camaraderie was still there. Guys still like to go out and do this stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. It is pretty special when you think about the you know friends and family that you get to go bird hunting with. Yeah, but you know, uh, you were talking about numbers a little bit ago. I know last year, I think here in Kansas, our numbers were down to 230,000 birds. That's what uh, was supposedly harvested here in Kansas with numbers that low, though. You know, a lot of guys, I mean, this is their one annual trip. Every single year they save up to go with their buddies. Like you're saying, if numbers keep decreasing, they're going to start going somewhere else or they're going to start hunting after a different species. I mean, that. I mean, you're not going to go if there's no birds to harvest. And especially with our do-nothing government anymore, I mean, what what is even happening with the Farm Bill? You're talking about conservation. That is really what's going to help rebound uh, pheasant numbers. But, I mean, Farm Bill is just stuck in limbo right now. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, we've been, we've been stuck in limbo for two years because yeah. particularly Congress has been unable to come to terms on you know, what what they want to do here. The Senate's got one bill, the House has another. And, you know, I, I, I fall into this category too, because I get, I go hunting every darn weekend to get away from the news of politics and get away from all this BS that exists in our, our government right yeah. now. But in order for us to continue to enjoy those days of field, we've got to pick up the phone or the keyboard. Get vocal. And, and let those elected officials hear from the hunters out there. I mean, we are a massive audience. We have tremendous power, but a lot of times we're apathetic. You know, we just don't take the time to let those yep. elected officials hear our voice. And as much as I disdain 
you know, doing that, we absolutely have to, because yep. otherwise they're not going to hear from anybody other than the opposition. Bingo. And that's unacceptable. Now you're talking about getting vocal and contacting our, our local and state representatives, but we also need to join forces uh, with Pheasants Forever. If we want to make a change, I mean, you guys are a powerhouse uh, in the outdoors. Now, how can we get involved with you guys and, and participate in uh, conservation efforts, whatever you guys have going on? How do we go about doing that? With yeah, Pheasants Forever. Th- yeah, thank you. If you're, you know, whatever your favorite species is, there's a great organization. Uh, we definitely need you. Yeah. Um, and, and the birds need you and your dogs need you. <laughs> uh, fe- Pheasants Forever or quailforever.org. Real simple. Google search will find us. Uh, real quickly, uh, we want you to be a member. Every person we can add to our roles is a voice we can take to Washington, D.C. and say, you know, we've got 140,000 members that are watching how you vote on this issue. And that does grab the attention of uh, our elected officials. Yeah, we said the same thing about Obamacare. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my favorite night and worst hangover Happens at the same time as our local Pheasants Forever banquet. <laughs> I always have a good time. But, but the, you know, bringing that well, up. We thank you for your donation. <laughs> yeah. because my guess is uh, you, you spend freely that evening. Yeah. It's, well, it's my whole paycheck. But the thing that I like, yeah, the thing I like about Pheasants Forever, though, about ninety-two to ninety-four percent of the uh, of the funds raised stay right in yep. that particular community locally. Well, it's actually high. It's a hundred percent. Really, every single dollar stays under the control of the local chapter. The only thing that comes to us is your $35 per member, which pays for really? our magazine. So it's the best of both worlds from a local and a national perspective. You bet. Hey, that was Bob St. Pierre. He is with Pheasants Forever. He, he likes hunting. And I'm voting Bob. That's it. And everything, I'm just going to, you know. That would be based on Bob. Who do you want to write in? Bob St. Pierre. I don't care what I voted. When I enter a free contest, I'm putting your name, Bob. Uh, one more time to find out more That's about. That's write-in part. Yeah, to find out more about Bob or Pheasants Forever. Where can we find you guys online? Pheasantsforever.org or quailforever.org. You can find us all there. That's right. Well, hey, stick around because coming up after the break, we're going to have Candace Crick on. And once again, she is a finalist in the Extreme Huntress Contest. She sells pedals. Uh, she sells a lot of stuff. Well, hey, we're the Revolution. We are proudly brought to you by uh, Outdoor Channel. Make sure you hop on, check us out. Outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution and Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com, Ruger, Ruger.com. Also, make sure you watch our webisodes, Facebook.com forward slash Adventures of Dad Me. Here's a quick word. From Mark, Mr. Bob St. Pierre with Feds Forever. Thank you so much, buddy. Hey, thanks, fellas. Appreciate the opportunity. Ram Trucks on Hunting Facts. Ten Hut, the $4.95 billion in annual federal tax money generated by hunters' spending could cover the annual paychecks of 150,000 U.S. Army sergeants. Plus, sportsmen contribute nearly $8 million every day, adding more than $2.9 billion every year for conservative programs and efforts. So for more info on hunting and fishing, make sure you check us out online at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Outdoor Channel brings you the best in shooting entertainment. Our Wednesday night lineup offers the most respected talent and industry experts that every outdoor enthusiast will enjoy. I'm Joe Montaigne, and this is Gun Stories. From stunning reenactments and dramatic events to amazing trick shots, we've got it all on Midway USA's Wednesday Night at the Range, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core.
Need a gift for someone who loves to hunt and loves to read about it? Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls, third edition, of course. Find it at www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle combines features of the Ruger American Rifle and innovations of the 1022 Rimfire Rifle to appeal to all bolt-action enthusiasts. It features a modular stock system that provides comb height options for scope or iron sight use. A power bedding integral bedding block system for outstanding accuracy. A Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger. And a 1022 style rotary magazine for reliable feeding. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle. Another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. High Mountain Seasonings makes game processing delicious. Try jerky making kits, breakfast and dinner sausage kits, snacking sticks, and more. Find us in a store or at www.himtnjerky.com. Can you believe these animals? You're listening to the revolution. What the f- is happening to this country? Hey, this is Revolution with Jim and Trav, and the phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. If you are just joining us, you missed old Bob St. Pierre. Bob St. Pierre was before the break. He was talking about uh, pheasant dogs. Literally, a hot dog that's a pheasant. I got to check it out. Eat a couple. Uh, look up Bob on the web. That's all you got to do. Uh, you you know, just we look are up talking, hot dog on the web and you'll find Bob St. Pierre. You'll find fi- Bob St. Pierre. We are talking about a mixed bag of outdoor goodies on today's show. Right now, though, we're being joined by Miss Candace Crick. And she is a finalist Top in the four. Extreme Huntress Contest. Miss Candace, how you doing? Doing great. Now, question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot. What makes you an extreme huntress? What puts you above the rest? What makes you a better huntress than them? I feel that um, I started hunting about seven years ago, and I am a huge, avid archer. I shoot traditional. I shoot compound. I love archery, and I hadn't picked up a gun in three years until the competition. I felt like I kind of showed um, showed my skills in uh, only seven years compared to some of the girls have been hunting for a while. Yeah. Now you're you're actually a, a mother of five. Are you teaching uh, your boys uh, to be outdoorsmen? Um, all of my children shoot archery, and um, some of them shoot national competitions along with me and my husband um, from five to sixteen. You had five kids. That that's enough right there for me to vote for you. <laughs> Holy five cow. boys! Yeah. Oh my gosh. I got three. I want to have more. My wife's like, hell no. <laughs> so, okay, so you got five kiddos. Now, are you, you're from Oklahoma, correct? Yes, sir, I am. Really? Now, you all shoot together. I mean, you guys are a, a hunting outdoor family. Yes, um, we take our five- and six-year-old to practice with archery. We take them on, um, like, llama hunts where they just play. They can't actually shoot the llama, but um, really? they learn how to spot and stalk, and it's fun. Now, how many different animals have you harvested in your life? Um... I have probably harvested, I don't even know, because I don't keep a number. Um, I've done a lot of deer hunting. Uh, I've harvested a moose. I've harvested a black bear. And um, I do a lot of bird hunting and just anything. And a lot of fishing with bows. To me, it's not the number of animals you have harvested. It's, you know, more or less your appreciation and love for the game. Yeah. That's my overall feeling. And then also what you give back to. Now, don't you do some teaching as well? Um, yeah, I was uh, one of the first coaches in Oklahoma in my county for 4-H. Really? Um, since the 1980s. 
And so we did that last year, and now we're doing Oklahoma shooting, hunting and shooting sports where we take kids who have never been hunting or aren't from hunting families on guided hunts, and I guide. Okay, now he- here's what I'm going to do after hearing this. Don't vote for the other three women. No. They're a waste <laughs> of time. Vote for Candace. Now, Candace, if we want to find out more about you and vote for you, because, I mean, that's what this is about. You want to be titled the next extreme huntress. Uh, where can we uh, find you online and vote for you? Uh, you just go to www.extremehuntress.com slash vote. Um, you can vote on there, and if you click on the picture of my moose, you can read my story. So uh, how many days do we have left to vote for you? Um, the competition ends. Um, the, the award is given, I think, on January 1st. So we've been competing since May. It's been a long, long haul. Now, how yeah. many uh, ladies were weeded out in this whole process? What do you guys start out at competing against? Um, in June, they narrowed it down from top 10 to top four. And then in July, we went and competed against the top four. God, this is longer than the elections. Yeah. Holy <laughs> crap, man. It's a long time. Yeah, man. yeah. Can't wait for November 4th to be over, but this time is January. Yeah, as of last count, how many votes do you have right now? Um, I don't know. I haven't been keeping up. I've been working a lot, and we're fixing to leave town. Um, I was around 2,000 last time I checked. Ah, Ooh, okay. That's okay. not too bad. Yeah. That's not too shabby. And so if you want to vote for Candace, go to ExtremeHuntress.com. Is that what it is? ExtremeHuntress.com. Yes, sir. That's what it is. And if you don't vote for her, you are un-American. Yeah. You're Canadian. And we're going to ask you to turn off your radio right now. I want you to Well, g- maybe we won't do that. Give up your citizenship to America. Yeah. If you don't believe in family values, if you don't believe in the outdoor lifestyle, pack up and leave this country. Vote for Candace Crick. Follow Justin Bieber. Can I be your uh, campaign manager? <laughs> you definitely can. All right. One more time, Miss Candace, to find out more about you and to vote for you. Uh, this is very important. We're, we're closing in on that January deadline. Uh, one more time. Where can we find you online? ExtremeHuntress.com slash vote. And then you vote there and click on my moose picture if you want to read more about my story. Yeah. And her name is Candace Crick, and that's spelled C-R-I-C-K. Kind of like what I have in my neck this morning. <laughs> Got a crick in your neck. Once again, talking with Candace Crick, and she is going to be your next Extreme Huntress. She's going to win this. And a million dollars. Yeah. You're going to share it with us. Well, hey, coming up after the break, we're going to hear from Susan Renault. She is an author of Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls. Don't go anywhere. We are proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks. RamTrucks.com. Ruger. Ruger.com. High Mount Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Also, don't forget to check us out online. Watch our webisodes. Facebook.com forward slash Adventures of Dad Me. Miss Candace, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, here's a quick word from Mark. Got to get to a break. Jim and I will be back in just a minute. Ram Trucks on Coyotes. Wiley Coyote. Coyotes are excellent swimmers, and they have been able to colonize islands and escape from predators by swimming. The scientific name of a coyote is Canis latrans, which means barking dog. Also, coyotes can breed with both domestic dogs and wolves, and a dog-coyote mix is called a koi dog. So for current outdoor info, make sure you follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN. And Jim and Trav will return in a moment. Thursdays on Outdoor Channel. You won't want to miss a minute of the action-packed lineup on Primo's Thursday Night Calls of the Hunt. Check out all the action from deer hunting. What a great Texas buck. To some major fishing. That is a beautiful, beautiful smallmouth. Look at that. To laying down the law. Everybody up in the tent. Get up. Game warden. 
Don't miss Thursday night Primos, Calls of the Hunt. Starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. When I'm backpacking in the mountains, I like to travel light. That's why I carry Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet outdoor meals. These freeze-dried meals cook right in the pouch. Just add water. With menu choices like cheesy lasagna, teriyaki chicken with rice, and more, these meals taste great. And with a shelf life of seven years, they're also perfect as an emergency food supply at home. Look for Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet meals at a sporting goods store near you or at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls, third edition features hundreds of detailed hunting stories and photos go to www.colorado's biggest bucks and bulls.com today all right listen up class this is the revolution with jim and trav now here are the boys Hey, this is Jim and Trav, and you're listening to The Revolution. And if you're just joining us, you missed Candace Crick. She is one of the four finalists in the Extreme Huntress competition I held now through the end of the year. I don't think she's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just have this feeling. I don't think it's in the cards. It's not meant to be. We're being inundated by the ladies. Mrs. Buddy Candace Crick. Now, Miss Susan Renault, and she's the author of Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls. Miss Susan, how you doing? Hey, whoa, whoa, how are you? Hey, we're doing pretty good. Now, this is a fantastic book. I was just amazed. You know, I've always been so fascinated with Colorado and hunting there. But just the history behind it and everything. I mean, it's really cool once you dive into this book and you realize that all of the game and the wonderful stories that comes out of Colorado. Yeah, um, Colorado has the distinction of having the largest population of healthy elk in the world. They have about 266,000 head of wild elk. Um, We don't have the biggest necessarily, but we have the most. Yeah. In terms of mule deer, there is absolutely no state or province anywhere in the world that has as many Boone and Crockett mule deer as Colorado. Yeah. Well, the thing that I like about the book, now, it's it's a, it's a hardback version, and uh, yep. it is a page-turner. I mean, if you're into hunting at all, and you really like to read about uh, when these big bucks were harvested way back in, we'll say, the 20s, 30s, always up to last year, uh, you could do it right here in Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls. The cool thing, even if you're not a person who goes to Colorado to hunt, it's the hunting stories, and the hunting stories are awesome. Yeah, you bet. They're so much fun to read, and the the book itself, this time out, this is my third edition. Wow. And, yeah, I've been doing this for 30 years, and this third edition uh, has in excess of a 1,000 photographs of big dead animals. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This, this, this particular... I, I, I love that. <laughs> the, the, the interesting part about this particular book, your third edition, when you wrote your first edition, you were pregnant with your co-author on this, right? Yeah, this is kind of a cool story. And um, we have just gotten back from a 3,700-mile trip around Colorado. And my son has been with me, and he always had known about Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls, but until he saw people coming up to him um, at autograph parties and, you know, they were just gushing about the book, uh, he didn't realize what the impact was on the hunting community. And um, I was literally pregnant with him in 1981 when I wrote the first edition that came out in 1983, 
And then for the second edition, he was in college. Mm -hmm. And now the third edition, he's my co-author. That is absolutely amazing. Now, if he has a little one of his own. Um, but not yet. He's working on it. He's what? <laughs> so, so, so is Travis. We're all working on that. Uh, now, if we yeah, want... no, it's a good thing to work on, don't yeah. you think, Travis? I think it's a wonderful thing. I want to work know. on it more. I don't know how you answer that question. <laughs> now, if we want to find out more about this book, and this is a great stocking stuffer. I mean, this is the time of year. You it's might a big stocking, You might though. need a big stocking. If you got feet like Jim, you don't have to worry about having a stocking big enough. But where can we find you online, Miss Susan? Um, we are at www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com, or they can call us at 719-661-4037, or they can go to their favorite bookstore or sporting goods store. Well, the neat part about this, uh, there's 14 chapters in this book, and I got to tell you, each one is jam-packed with a ton of information about Colorado's biggest books. In, well, why would it be in, about anything else? It's not about pancakes, Jim. <laughs> it's about, no, it's it to be. not. And um, Colorado has the distinction of having 13 big game categories that are hunted, and all 13 categories are featured in the book. Um, I have detailed hunting stories and maps as to where the Boone and Crockett animals were taken. Wow. And so if you're planning a hunt, say, for <laughs> next year, this is a book that you need to get to find out exactly where all of these big bucks and bulls were harvested. Absolutely. And um, the 248 stories include uh, typical and non-typical mule deer, typical and non-typical elk, and Shiris moose. Wow. Holy cow, a little bit of everything. You know, I think yeah. the the past history of hunting is so fascinating. I, I mean, you know, we, we learn about our government. We learn about other countries. And so many people don't understand the rich heritage that we have of hunting here in America. And, and I think it's a really cool thing, especially if we want to get more people involved. I mean, when you go through there and you start looking at all the pictures and you read the stories, I mean, it really kind of does. Even if you're not a hunter, I had a friend at the house the other day that actually picked up the book, was reading it. He's not a hunter. And he was big into it. He thought it was so cool and was pulling out different lines in the book. And we were talking about it. It really yeah. is a, a, such a fascinating book. It, it absolutely is a very special book. And it captures, um, it starts back in 1850. I have a, a really cool elk story. I don't know if you've run across it yet. But of a guy that was the great-grandfather of the man that entered it. Mm-hmm. And it was taken in 1850. So it goes from... 1850 to June of 2013. Holy wow. cow. That is amazing. Yeah. Now, we're actually coming up an ad break to find out more about you, your book, where we can get it. Uh, follow you on Facebook. I know you got a Facebook page. Where can we find you online, Miss Susan? You can find me at www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com or on Facebook at Colorado Big Game Trophy Record. You bet. Hey, that was. Or just call me. You know, I'd love to talk to you. 719 <laughs> and, and also, even though the book is new, we are always looking for new stories. 
for the fourth edition. Oh, wow. There you go. Hey, that was Susan Renault. She is America's storyteller. She is. You could text her. She likes everything. <laughs> I got to hop online once again. Check it out. You could Google it. Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls, written by uh, Miss Susan Renault and her son. Great read. Well, hey, coming up next, we're going to have Jeff Nimnick on talking about predator hunting. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, but with the revolution, we are proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com, Ruger, Ruger.com, High Mount Seasonings, H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. One more time, get online, Google Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bowls. You're absolutely going to love it. Miss Susan, thank you so much. Hey, thank you, and great hunting. Hey, you too. Here's a quick word from Mark. Jim and I will return with Jeff Nimnick after the break. Ram Trucks on the American Wild Turkey. Feathers. Between 5,000 and 6,000 feathers cover the body of an adult turkey in patterns called feather tracks. A turkey's feathers provide a variety of survival functions. They keep him warm and dry, allow him to fly, feel, and show off for the opposite sex. Most of the feathers exhibit a metallic glittering called iridescence with varying colors of red, green, copper, bronze, and gold. The gobbler or male turkey is more colorful, while the hen is a drab brownish or lighter color to camouflage her with her surroundings. Well, if you've missed a previous show, don't worry, because all of our stuff is archived at OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution, so you can put your mind at ease. Do you hear that? That's the sound of your next African safari with Kolobi Safaris. Experience Africa's sights and sounds mingled with true adventure of a big game hunt for the dangerous five or any number of plains game animals. If you've ever dreamed about Africa, then you need to book your trip of a lifetime with Daniel and Doria Dutoy, the purveyors of Kolobi Safaris. Hi, I'm Jim Ferguson. I did, and you should too. Look them up on the web at www. Dot K-O-L-O-B-E-S-A-F-A-R-I-S dot C-O dot C-A or call them at 011-83-280-7643. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. If I wanted somebody to lay around all day and do nothing, I would have wheeled in a corpse. Now, here are the boys. Hey, you're back in the air with Jim and Trav. The full lines are open at 785-846-7647. You know, we just heard from old Susan Renault. Susan Renault. She's got a great book called Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls. Yeah, pretty cool book. Got to hop online, check it out. But you know, this past week, uh, Veterans Day. Oh, yeah. We, you know, we want to yeah. say a big thank you to all the veterans out there. Hey, your grandfather. Yeah, grandfather, uh, brother. But hey, right now we got Jeff Nimnick on with Coyote Craze. Now, you were, or actually, I should say, still are a Marine. Happy Veterans Day. Thanks for your service, hey, buddy. Sir. Semper Fi, fellas. I was you, wondering what that means. I want you to come beat up Jim. <laughs> won't take. It won't take long. You could. Cho- you well, could. Ma- maybe about. Maybe about ten years ago, you could have talked me into that. I've, I've mellowed out a little bit since then. You could shoot him a dirty look, and he'd cry. Oh, he'd yeah. run screaming for the hills. Well, you know, here's the thing. My draft board still thinks I'm a nine year old girl. You act like one. <laughs> I, so a couple years ago, you actually took out uh, some Marines on a coyote hunt, didn't you? I've had the privilege of doing uh, several different things. You know, I've done a, a couple wounded warrior hunts. Kyle really? I uh, had the privilege of meeting some great American heroes. Uh, um, a real quick story. This uh, a guy by the name of Nick Orchowski, he was in the Army. Uh-huh. Um, he got hit with some sort of explosive. He was riding up in the Humvee, up in the up in the turret, you know, man in the gun up there. Uh-huh. They got hit by an explosive, and the Humvee kind of flipped over on its side, and he got ejected. While he got ejected, he smashed his whole arm into the armor plating on the 
upper side of the turret, and then it ejected him out of the vehicle. He landed on his head and broke his neck. Holy Ooh. cow. He was, a, he was a quadriplegic for about three or four months, but, you know, luckily really? through the rehab and things, he, he got through it. Um, and he was able to walk and move again. No kidding. Are you I had serious? Taking him out on a coyote hunt, and, uh, man, just the guy had a smile on his face the whole time. You know, the coyote hunt wasn't real great. We killed a few, but yeah. the thing that, about the deal, you know, is he, he always had shot right-handed. Well, that was the hand that got smashed when it kind of when he got ejected out. Oh, so really? He really had lost all function yeah. of moving his fingers in that hand. So when the first coyote he shot, he was actually shooting with his right hand. And I, I asked him, I said, Nick, I said, how did you? I mean, he made about a hundred and twenty-five yard running shot on this coyote. Just really you know, blew the coyote's heart out. Yeah, ran, you know, and died. And I was just in shock. I'm like, wow, you know, how did you do that? Well, he actually he could bend his finger. He had to take his left hand and bend his right index, his trigger finger, to get it in the right position to hold the trigger. And then he actually pulled his entire arm back to pull the trigger. Really? He couldn't just you know physically Squeeze. pull your finger back like we do. You yeah. Know? He had to actually pull his whole arm back at the shoulder to get the trigger to go off. Holy cow. I and mean, on that's a, on a running coyote. Yeah, on a running yeah. coyote. You would think, I mean, in order to do that, the the to be so steady, you would think that you would jerk it big time. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. How did you not just jerk that trigger so bad? But, man, he... He knew what he was doing. That was that was amazing. Yeah. Well, Man, you know, that's crazy. This, this week the weather has changed, and I'll tell you what, it's cold out there. Yeah, it We're is. Down to the twenties. I don't know what it's like up there in Nebraska, but holy cow. Now, normally on a like a falling barometer and, and so forth, uh the animals move a little bit more, fish bite a little bit better. Are the uh, coyotes up moving right now? You know, they do. Uh you know, they kinda coyotes have that sixth sense to them. They know when Maybe the the weather's about to change, and they know, hey, I might have to hunker up for a day or two if we're getting some weather. I need to go out right now. I need to fill my belly up with whatever I can and, and to hold me over, and, and which obviously that makes them a little more responsive to the call when that's happening. Yeah. Now, before we go on with this, Jeff, to find out more about you in Coyote Craze, uh, where can we find you online, buddy? Uh, CoyoteCraze.com. Yeah. Now, let's go over some calls real quick. You know, I mean, there, there's so many different calls on the market. Uh, it, it really is more or less kind of a gimmick to get hunters to buy. I mean, you, you bag more hunters than you do game. Uh, what are yeah. some really good calls that we should take a look at right now? You know, I'm a big electronic call guy. Are you? Um, just because I, you know, essentially like the sound libraries. You know, the sound libraries are, are made with real sounds. Yeah. They go out there and collect rabbits and, uh, and do whatever, you know, to get these sounds. And that's what I like. You know, I, I don't care how good a hand call you are. I can't make an exact replica of a real sound. You know, plus the fact of being able to use a, a remote control and being able to get that sound out away from where I'm sitting. And you can kind of funnel coyotes into certain areas, you know, essentially get that sound away from you so the coyotes focused on that and not you sitting on the side of the hill waiting to ambush them. You could actually use Jimbo. You could strangle him and he'd be like a dying rabbit. That's it. That's it. <laughs> actually, actually, I have a have a good attention getter. It's, hey! Yeah, that does work, too. And yeah. now, now, electronic calls, are they pretty much legal in all states or not? You know, I think for coyotes, they are. Yeah. Um, you know, you you definitely have to check the regulations when it comes to using them for big game stuff like wolves, mountain lions, um, you know, elk. I mean, you can buy sounds to call elk and turkeys and all kinds of other stuff on these electronic calls. So definitely check with that. But, you know, for the most part, you know, coyotes are are pretty much considered small game or, or no game at all in most states. So, yeah, which makes electronic calls completely legal to use. Now, what is the, the typical offspring, the litter, on a, um, a given female in a year? You know, from what I've read and, and kind of what I've seen over the years, you know, anywhere from maybe 3 to 12 or even 15 coyotes oh, in a litter. And, and it's just a big variable. 
if you get a bunch of coyotes in an area and the coyote in the area is oversaturated with coyotes, obviously then coyotes are competing very tough for food and water and things. So yeah. what the females will do, they'll actually just have smaller litters because they know that, uh, you know, their body senses that, Hey, there's not going to be enough food out there to support a litter of 12 or, or 15 puffs. So they may only have three or four. Now, if you go through and, and, and you bring in a guy like myself and we wipe out the coyote population, you know, we get them down to, you know, 20 or 30% left. Well, now all those food sources open up. So now the litters are going to be that much bigger the next year. That um, is amazing. You know, so now you may get into those litters of eight, 10, 12 pups. And Holy what I like, that's what I tell people, get out there, kill those coyotes off because <laughs> they'll just replace themselves with a, a bunch of young, dumb ones that you can kill next year. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the thing is, you <laughs> know, you, awesome. you, you, you talk about, uh, you know, obviously they're predators and we're always concerned about losing calves and, and lambs and so forth. But don't they primarily eat uh, small rodents? like eat rabbits and or mice primarily they're eating you know mice and rodents you know easy things that they can just gorge on all day long without having to expend a lot of energy well yeah. and also they have to drag that safe along that they have to drop off a cliff on something oh stop <laughs> <laughs> oh no wily coyote jokes now all right now we're coming up on ad break jeff to find out more about you coyote craze uh your college everything that you have to offer also some uh, awesome dvds you got at hold on a second here you got fur fever uh, you yeah, just said that. Yeah. Just hit the shelves, man. A two DVD set. Uh, can we find this on your website as well, buddy? You can. Coyotecraze.com. Uh, I got to hear from the man right myself. there. <laughs> also, uh, fan him on Facebook. You got to do that. You got to follow this man. Get his little nuggets of wisdom. That's you become right. a better yeah, predator you can, hunter. You can come and harass the antis with me when the <laughs> when they attack my side all, uh, all week long. Yeah, and if you get close enough, give him a wet willy. <laughs> <laughs> wet willy's different when you're a Marine. <laughs> yeah, true, true. We got a different meaning for that one. <laughs> all right, well, hey, we're yeah. given to you by somebody named Frida. <laughs> we are the Revolution. We're proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com, Ruger, Ruger.com, High Mount Seasonings, H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Also, hop on uh Coyote Crazy's website, KyleCraze.com. Phantom on Facebook. Mr. Jeff, as always, buddy. Thanks so much, friend. Hey, same here, guys. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. All right, here's a quick word from Mark. Jim and I will be back right after the break. Get your waders, y'all. Overlooking the wetlands is a huge mistake because pheasants use the shelter provided by the cattails. They offer thermal protection, shelter during the winter months, tunnels to walk through, and the ability to hear predators as they approach. So don't forget this pheasant hotspot. And another good thing to remember is our Tuesday and Thursday podcast that can be found at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Introducing the incredible The Revolution Things got a little weird With Jim and Trav Hey, this is the end of the show, folks We'd like to thank our 420 affiliate stations Our advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible like Miss Money, Fun Show, our producer Mark Paneri, Frank the Sound Guy. Plus Bob St. Pierre, Candace Crick, Susan Renault, and Jeff Nimnick. But a special thank you to you boys and girls for tuning in and for listening to us. Your local news and weather, it is coming up next. Make sure you get outdoors this week and take some kids with you. Just be safe. Take some bread, too. Jibbo and I love you. Peace out. We'll talk next week. God bless.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.